world that Imam Ali salam will be the first to take our hands, let us recite another loud salawat, please. And in order that when we cross the bridge of Sirat, that is Imam Ali salam who guides us through with speed and quickness, let us recite a louder third salawat. I begin by congratulating you, my beloved brothers and respected sisters, on this occasion of the birth anniversary of the successor to the Holy Prophet of Islam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wasallam, his adopted brother, his helper, his supporter, his partner in his mission, the first of our 12 Imams, Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib One of the defining characteristics of Imam Ali was his patience. And inshallah today we'll spend a few moments discussing the virtues, the merits, and the necessity of having patience and how it applies to our lives and why we need to focus on this as one of our major virtues for ourselves as well. The verse that we recited at the beginning of the discussion is in Surah Al Imran, the last ayah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, O you who believe, isbiru, have patience, wasabiru, and excel in patience. So we're supposed to have multiple levels of patience. Warabitu, and be steadfast and firm. And fear Allah so that you may be successful. To be successful, we need patience. Imam Ali salam has said, and this is recorded in Ahjul Balada, that whoever is not saved by patience will be destroyed by impatience. So we only have one of two choices in this life, in our daily activities, in the afterlife. Either we can have patience and be saved, or we don't have patience and we fall into our own destruction. This patience that we're talking about, it's an indicator of maturity. When you see someone having patience, you see someone displaying patience, you say, wow, this is such a mature person. For example, if you see a child who is very patient, you say, this child is wiser and more mature beyond his or her years. But if you see an adult or an elderly person that does not show patience, you call that adult childish. So this patience is a sign of maturity. Patience is a sign of intelligence. That we don't, when we don't rush headlong into something, we don't panic in stressful situations, we don't lose ourselves in times of hardship, when someone displays this type of character, other people see them and say, this person has intelligence. And it's a sign of self-control. It means that a person has a control over their words, over their actions, over their desires. A person is able to control themselves. It is a defining characteristic of the believers and the non-believers. And patience can mean the difference between success and failure in many aspects of life. As we know, the most important of all actions of life is... Can anyone say what is the most important action that we have to perform in life? Since we have all the students sitting here, oh, mashallah, two for two today. What's the answer? Salat. What is the salat? Salad? Do we eat? 
what? Salat? Prayer, mashallah. The ritual prayer. The first thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask us about on the day of judgment is the prayer. If it's accepted, other actions will be accepted. And this prayer itself would not be possible without enjoining the good and forbidding the evil. We know that there is a progression to these actions that we perform. We need the prayer, but we can't have the prayer without Amr bil Ma'ruf and Nahi an al Munkar. And Amr bil Ma'ruf, enjoining the good, and Nahi an al Munkar, forbidding evil itself, is not possible without patience. So, in order to have the benefit of any of our actions, especially the most important of our actions, we must have. As Luqman السلام, said to his son, Ya Bunay, O my son, Aqim salat Establish the prayer. A father telling his son the best advice. Establish prayer. And then he mentions several other things that are necessary in order to be able to do this. The next is, Wa'mur bil ma'roof, enjoin to good. Wanha anil munkar, and forbid from evil. We can't establish the prayer if we don't have these two other furu'adin with it. Then he says, Wasbir ala ma asabak. Then have patience against what is going to befall you. The troubles, the calamities, the hardships that are going to come upon you. Why? Because if you're trying to establish prayer and you're trying to enjoin the good and you're trying to forbid the evil, and people are going to stand against you. First and foremost, shaitan will stand against you, and then other people will stand against you. Establishing the prayer doesn't just mean I pray by myself, or you pray by yourself. Establishing prayer means that we establish it for the entire community, not just for ourselves. It means that I pray, and I invite others to pray, and I make it possible for others to pray. I teach others how to pray. I help them to pray. I create the environment that it becomes easy for them to pray. I make it something that is likable and attractive to people. This is establishing the prayer. But it's not possible without enjoying the good and forbidding the evil. And that is not possible without patience. Wasbir ala ma asabak. Have patience against what will definitely come against you. He's telling his son, if you do this, this will definitely happen. People will rise up against you. And then he says in the end of the ayah, inna dalika min azmil umur. That this mission of establishing the prayer, enjoining the good, forbidding the evil, and having this patience, these acts surely require courage. So patience also means endurance. It means that in tough times, we have to be able to last. We can't lose ourselves. We have to maintain our character. We have to maintain our faith. We have to maintain our relationships with people. We have to endure, we have to last until the hardship is over and everything leads to a happy ending again. So patience means endurance. One is we have to endure the hard work in order to achieve our goals. You have to study hard to learn and to get good grades. You have to work hard if you want to achieve any goal in life. You open a business, you have to work hard at it to make sure that your business is successful. You want to build something, You have to work hard to make sure you build it properly. You want to start a movement, you have to work hard to make sure that you gather people and you spread your message. Patience means endurance through physical suffering. One of the realities of life is that at some point in time, we're going to become injured or we might become sick. We become hurt somehow. So we have to be able to endure through it. 
One of the meanings of patience is enduring through class sessions like this. This is a really strong test of patience that I have to sit in the class and I have to listen to the teacher, whether it's here, your Sunday school Islamic classes, your Saturday school classes, or your regular classes, math, English, history, whatever it is. You have to have patience to be able to sit in the class, listen, learn, focus, try to understand what the teacher is teaching you so that you can get something out of it. If we're not patient, we ruin it for ourselves and through our talking and misbehaving and interrupting, we ruin it for everyone else. So we have to have patience. We have to have patience through emotional distress. Sometimes things don't go our way in life. We might become overly sad, we might become anxious, we may become fearful of something, and these times we have to have patience to get through it. Or we might have to endure through some type of financial instability. Our finances and life go up and down. One day we're rich, one day we're poor. One day we have money, one day we don't. One day we have a big house, one day it's a small house. One day a big car, one day a small car. One day you have a lot of clothes, another day you have to wear some old clothes. You have to be able to endure through all of it. None of those is a marker of what type of person you are. There are good people who are rich and good people who are bad. And there are bad people who are poor and good people who are poor. Being poor or being rich is not an indicator of what type of person you are. So you have to endure through these hard times. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in Surah Al-Baqarah, in this ayah that you've heard recited many times, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Allah says, give good news to those who have patience, to the patient ones. Who are they? There are those people that whenever there's a hardship that comes into their life, they say something. They say something very special. They say, They say, verily, we surely we are Allah's and to Him surely we shall return. This sentence, this phrase, you've heard whenever someone unfortunately passes away, which is also a reality of life, that everyone will pass away one day. But when someone passes away, we say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Because what is harder for us? What is more painful and heartbreaking than losing someone we love? So when they pass away and leave this world, we say this sentence to remind us that we came from Allah, He created us, and He takes our lives and we'll return to Him again. So it keeps us focused on priorities. Then Allah says about these people that when they are patient in this way, that they are the people that Allah sends salawat on them, His blessings, His salutations, and His mercy. Salutations and mercy from their Lord. They are the ones who are guided, they're on the right path. Patience means endurance through rejection. And ridicule while you're speaking the truth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ كُذِّبَتْ رُسُلٌ مِّنْ قَبْلِكَ Allah says that there were many messengers before you, many prophets and messengers who came to try to bring the people to the right path. But they were rejected. People called them liars. But what did they do? فَصَبَرُوا عَلَى مَا كُذِّبُوا But they were patient against people calling them liars. They had patience when people rejected them. And what else did they do? They had patience on being rejected and persecuted until our help came to them. 
So Allah eventually is going to help us if we have this patience. Now patience does not mean that I sit around and I don't do anything. Patience doesn't mean laziness. Patience doesn't mean avoiding action. Patience means that you have passion, you have this desire to act, you really want to do something, but you wait until it's the right time to do it. For everything, there's a right time and a wrong time to do something. The patient people, they desperately want to do the right thing, but they wait for the right time. Now, patience does not mean that we have to live a life of misery. Being a patient person does not mean that I constantly hope for trouble and hardship and pain and loss so that therefore I can be patient through it and be a good person. No. Patience does not mean seeking a life of misery. We as believers, we can enjoy the journey as well as the destination. You're trying to get to paradise, of course. You're trying to get Allah's pleasure. You're trying to gain His proximity. That is the destination. But it doesn't mean that the journey has to be painful. It doesn't mean that you can't have pleasure along the journey as well. The believers, they love Allah and they love the paths that take them to Allah. Because Allah has not made the ways that lead to Him as something to be hated. Allah says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu sta'inu bisabri wa salat. Oh, you who believe, seek help, assistance through patience and prayer. Inna Allah ma'as-sabirin. How do you get to paradise? Through prayer. How do you get to paradise? Through charity. How do you gain Allah's pleasure? Through doing good to people. How do you get to paradise? By improving yourself. Improving yourself, the prayer, the charity, the fasting, all of these are good things. These are not supposed to make us miserable, but we are supposed to delight in these and have joy in all of these. The patient believers, they love worship and they gladly sacrifice for Allah. Patience requires a purpose in life. Meaning we can't have patience if we don't have a goal for ourselves. Why do I live this life? Why do I do what I do? And when we say purpose, we don't just mean little purposes every single day. Like saying, why do I eat? Oh, because I want to become full. Because I'm hungry. Why do I drink? Because I'm thirsty. This is not a purpose. We mean that for your entire life, you have to have one single unifying purpose. When you have this, then you are capable of exercising patience. Because that goal will then give you hope and will give you the strength to have patience through the hardships of life. Patience requires... Being grateful for blessings. We have to remember our blessings. And we have to be grateful for them. Because the hardships of life. The pain that it ca- they cause us. Sometimes they make us forget the good things that Allah has given us. And when we forget. Then we become ungrateful. Patience is important because it helps us to focus. On our priorities. So that minor difficulties do not make us forget what is important in life. So for example, you have a relationship with a friend of yours, your best friend, or with your brother, or your sister, or your father, or your mother, or your husband, or your wife. You have these very strong relationships. But something happens between you two. You get into an argument, and then because of that one minor disagreement, it gets overblown, and you destroy the entire relationship because of one minor infraction. We have to have patience in these situations so that we can step back and compare the two, this one minor, small conflict compared to the greatness of that relationship that Allah has blessed us with. We can step back with patience and compare the two 
then this allows us to keep our priorities on what is important and to work out through that small conflict that we have. Patience allows us to be constructive so that we are able to get things done even in turmoil. You see, you have two people go through the same type of hardship in life. One of them completely falls apart. They lose themselves, their relationships, their job, their, they drop out of school, they stop having any type of purpose in life. And another type of person goes through the same type of turmoil, but they move forward and progress in life, despite that hardship. The difference is the patience that one exercises and progresses, and the other one is impatient and falls back, and their life falls apart in their hands. So we have to be patient because it allows us to be constructive and allows us to take benefit from what we do in life, even through that hardship. And patience is very, very critical in strengthening our relationships. Whether it's family relationships, marriage relationships, friendships that you have with your believing brothers and sisters, patience is critical in maintaining, preserving, protecting and strengthening those relationships. For example, patience keeps us from saying things or doing things that we will later regret. Someone does something to me and then I blurt out something without thinking about it, without taking a moment to consider what I'm saying, what the effect of my words will be, and then I hurt that other person, then I regret it. Or I do something and then I regret it because I did not have patience. We know the famous saying that before you say something, you should think about it. Or think about something three times before you say it. We can only accomplish this if we have patience. Patience allows us to focus on solutions rather than focusing on the pain of the problems at hand. One couple will have, let's say, a marital dispute. And instead of trying to work it out, what they do is they keep escalating the problem. One person reacts with one verbal jab. Another one reacts with a verbal punch. Another one reacts with a verbal uppercut. And just keeps getting worse and worse and worse because they're focusing on the pain of the problem in hand. But if they had patience and they could step back, then they could focus on talking through the problem to come to a solution to the problem. Patience improves communication. If I have patience, I will be able to shut my own mouth, I will be able to stay silent and listen to the other person. I will be able to focus on what they're saying and try to understand them. If I'm impatient, even if I sit quiet for 10 seconds, I won't let that person finish a sentence before jumping in. Patience protects me from jumping to wrong conclusions. Somebody's trying to tell me something, I know what you're saying, and I just make conclusions for them. Patience protects me from making false assumptions. Meaning that sometimes I assume what a person is going to say or I assume what that person is thinking even before they've said a single word. Even before they've even had a thought, I've already assumed what they're thinking. This is wrong. We should have patience and allow the people to express themselves. Patience allows us to see the benefits of long-term victories over what seem like short-term losses. Life is short, of course, but at the same time, life is also very long. You know, life is short, relatively, in one sense, compared to the afterlife, but life is very long compared to the day-to-day -day existence that we have. So, when we have patience, we don't only focus on our day-to-day -day existence, we focus on our entire lives. We look at the long run. Maybe today I didn't have a good day at school. 
But in the long run, I can improve myself and I can have a good ending. Maybe today I had a bad day at work. I had a bad day uh, talking to somebody from my family. So patience allows us to not get stuck in focusing on the short term, but focusing on the long term. It allows a plan to come to life. Sometimes we have a plan. Somebody has a great plan. And we want to put that plan into action. What happens, I'm very impatient. Before the plan can be put into action, my actions sabotage it. I'm impatient. I don't want to wait to the fourth and fifth step of the plan. I want the results right now in the first and second step of the plan. So if we have patience, we can allow our plans to come to fruition rather than sabotaging them before completion. And this patience is a test for us. Do I have patience? Do I not have patience? This is a test for me in many areas. One is that this test of patience shows whether I truly rely on Allah and I believe in His promises. Allah promises us many things. He tells us, to wait it out in this life through the hardships, of course, there's a lot of beauty in this life as well. And sometimes the hardships of life make us forget the, the beauty and the joy that we have in this world. But sometimes the pain is very difficult as well. We don't want to understate the pain that people experience in this world. For example, what's going on in the world right now with all the hardships of our brothers and sisters in India and China and Yemen and Palestine and all these other countries, sometimes there's so many acts of oppression going on that you kind of forget some there's a lot of pain and oppression in the world and tyranny right now but we have to endure through this even if we're one of those people going through these tests because it tests whether we truly rely on the promises that Allah has given us Allah says Wasbir. so have patience verily Allah does not waste the reward of the good for example, I tried to do something good. I tried to start a good mission. I work for one day, a month, maybe even a year, but nobody helps me. Allah says, have patience. But I don't have patience. I give up. I stop other people from following this mission, saying it's no point. There's no benefit to having any type of good intention in this world because nobody's going to help you. You're only going to end up in failure. What happens? I lose patience myself. I adopt the defeatist mentality and then I stop other people from doing good because I did not have patience myself. Even if that mission of mine did not continue for more than a year or more than a month, or even if it only lasted for one day, it was still a victory. Allah sees it as something good when Allah sees something as good then it was a victory. Even if it did not end up the way that I wanted it to end up, if the intention of that action, of that mission was for Allah, and it was done in His way, then it was a victory for us. And it's only patience that allows us to have this type of positive attitude. The test of patience shows the truth of our friendship to other people and their friendship to us. It shows who's our real friends and who are opportunists trying to take advantage from us. Sometimes, unfortunately, we have to be able to distinguish whether a person is really being friendly to us in order to benefit us or if they're trying to take some benefit from us at our expense. Now even with those people you don't want to shut all the doors or burn all bridges with these people because you always want to leave some avenue for these type of people to come back to the right path but you want to make sure that their actions do not harm you so you have to have patience to be able to differentiate between them. 
And the test of patience shows the truth of my friendship to other people. Am I patient with my friends? Am I patient with my family? If I am, then it means I value them. If I'm not patient with them, then I have to really consider whether I am truly showing love and mercy to them. The test of patience shows the value of our words and our promise. I sign a contract with somebody, or even if it's not a written contract, I give someone my word. Do I really follow through with it? This is a test for me. Allah promises to the patient ones. إِنِّي جَزَيْتُهُمُ الْيَوْمَ بِمَا صَبَرُوا أَنَّهُمْ هُمُ الْفَائِزُونَ On the Day of Judgment, Allah will say, Surely I have rewarded them this day. Why? بِمَا صَبَرُوا Because of the patience that they displayed in this world. And أَنَّهُمْ هُمُ الْفَائِزُونَ And because of their patience, they're going to be the successful ones in the afterlife. The Holy Prophet of Islam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wa Sallam. So that much about patience was good. I'm sure you guys got the message from now on, inshaAllah. We're going to have the utmost of patience in our lives. Both with ourselves. Of course, sometimes we forget that, of course, we have to be patient with other people. But we have to remember to be patient with ourselves too. So that we don't beat up ourselves. That we don't hate ourselves. That we don't end up calling ourselves failures and losses. No, we have to be patient with ourselves just as we are with other people. So this much about patience. Now we should spend a few minutes talking about a few of the virtues of Imam Ali alayhi salam. The Prophet wasallam has said about the Qur'an that the superiority of the Qur'an over the rest of words. You know, the Qur'an is words. The superiority of the Qur'an over the rest of words is like the superiority of Allah over His creation. This is the greatness of the Qur'an. And this great Qur'an says, in Surah Al-Ra'ad, at the end of this Surah, Allah says, وَيَقُولُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَسْتَ مُرْسَلًا That the disbelievers, they say to you, the Prophet, you are not a messenger. So Allah says, قُلْ Say to them, كَفَى بِاللَّهِ شَهِيدًا Say, Allah is enough as a witness for me, بَيْنِي وَبَيْنِكُمْ Between me and between all of you, disbelievers, and another person. وَمَنْ عِنْدَهُ عِلْمُ الْكِتَابِ And the one who has the complete and full knowledge of the book, meaning the Qur'an. And it is narrated in narrations that in this verse, the one who has the complete knowledge of the book is Imam Ali alayhi salam. Salman al-Farsi narrates from the Prophet وسلم, who said that Ali is from me and I am from Ali. He is my, he is, his flesh is from my flesh and his blood is from my blood. Therefore, whoever loves Ali, it is because who, he loves me. And whoever is hostile to him is my enemy. It is narrated from Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, that the Prophet said, The best of my brothers is Ali. The best of my paternal uncles is Hamza. And the dhikr, the remembrance of Ali and speaking about him is ibadah. It is worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet said, The truth is with Ali and Ali is with the truth. Ali Ali. The Prophet ﷺ, he said this beautiful narration behind us. I am the city of knowledge and Ali is its gate. 
So whoever wishes to enter the city should go through its gate. Like when you want to walk into a house, where do you go? Do you break a hole into the roof? Do you knock down the wall to get inside? How do you get in the house? You go through the door. The house of knowledge is the Prophet and the door to that knowledge is Imam Ali alayhi salam. Imam Ali alayhi salam said about himself, he said, by Allah, no single verse of the Quran was revealed whose occasion and place of revelation I do not know. And he said to a gathering at the end of his life, he said, bring me all of your questions. Pose all of your questions to me before, before you lose the chance when I am no longer among you. Ask the ways of the heavens, for I know them better than the ways of the earth. Imam Ali salam would plant trees and water them with his own hands, and then he would donate them to the poor. The Prophet wasallam he said to Imam Ali salam he said, Oh Ali, Allah has placed the love for the poor in your heart. You are pleased with their following you and they are pleased with your leadership. If we want to be like our master Imam Ali alayhi salam, this is his birthday of course. We want to be with him in this world and on the day of judgment we want to be raised with him. We want his intercession. We want him to help us across that bridge. We want him to help us in the grave. We want his light to be the first thing we see when our soul is taken from our bodies. But it cannot happen unless we follow his ways. He was the best friend of the poor. Are we really the best friend of the poor? We love to say it, but are we really doing anything to help them? It is narrated that the Prophet ﷺ said, that on the night of Mi'raj, <clears throat> on the night of Mi'raj, you know the night journey when the Prophet went from his home to the heavens, right? The Isra, right? Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdihi layla min al-masjid al-haram ila al-masjid al-aqsa. The first ayah of Surah Bani Israel, chapter 17, verse 1. So it's narrated that on this night, the Prophet said, on the night of Mi'raj, when he was in heaven, in paradise, he says, I saw an angel sitting on a pulpit of light with other angels gathered around him. You know, like you see that minbar, there was an angel sitting on it with the other angels around it. He says, I said to Jibreel, you know, the angel who brings the message to the prophets, who is this angel? And Jibreel said, why don't you go up close and greet him? So the prophet says, I went close and I greeted him and I found and I saw that he was my brother and cousin Ali ibn Abi Talib. The Prophet says, I asked in amazement, I asked, has Ali come to the fourth heaven before me? You know, the heavens had seven levels. So he was in the fourth level here. He says, has Ali come to the fourth heaven before me? Jibreel said, no. But since the angels expressed their love for Ali, Allah created an angel of light in the form of Ali. Those angels loved Imam Ali alayhi salam. So Allah created an angel of light that looked like Imam Ali. While glorifying Allah, the angels go to visit him 70,000 times every Friday night and day. And the reward is offered to those who love Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam. Do you guys love Imam Ali alayhi salam? Ladies, you love him, Ali Ali. Yeah. 
So then whenever these angels they glorify Allah, the reward will also be given to you just because you love Imam Ali alayhi salam. And our last narration for today, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, he said about Imam Ali alayhi salam. He said, I swear, and you know when the Prophet, of course, everything he says is true. But when he swears on something, it's even extra true. He says, I swear by him in whose hand is my life that this man, and he signaled to Imam Ali alayhi salam, said, this man and his followers, his Shia, will be saved on the day of judgment. So we have to make sure that we are the followers of Imam Ali alayhi salam. We express our love for him and express our love with our feelings, with our words, and with our actions. And we show patience in our lives the way that he showed patience in his life. And inshallah, we pray to Allah, bihaqi Muhammad wa ali Muhammad, that he hastens the return of the master of our time, that he makes us of his loyal and righteous followers, that Allah forgives our sins and the sins of all of our marhumin, that he gives complete and speedy recovery to all of those who are sick and ill, those who have asked us to play for them in these gatherings, and especially those who have become sick because of this epidemic and pandemic which is spreading across the world, that he gives them complete and speedy recovery, and he protects us from becoming sick in the same way as other people of course have become sick. And of course, in the middle of this dua, I just want to make sure that I mention that whenever we pray for something, we say, Allah, please protect us from this coronavirus. Yes, this is true, we pray. Prayer is very, very powerful. It works. But at the same time, we have to do the things that are necessary to protect us from these sicknesses. You know, there's that narration from Imam Ali alayhi salam who says that the person who recites dua, the person who prays, who supplicates, without working for it, is like a person who fires an arrow without a bowstring. Meaning it's not going to have any benefit. You have to have both. You have to have the dua and the action. So some people are saying that this is a very, very serious pandemic. Some people downplay and say it's not so serious. Whether it's serious or not, we should protect ourselves. Not just in this, but any other time. All of the things that the doctors are recommending, the medical professionals are recommending to us in order to protect ourselves from this terrible disease, Islam has already commanded us to do this. One of them is simply washing hands. How much has Islam recommended to us and encouraged to us to constantly wash our hands? Especially, especially when it comes to food and especially in these gatherings. So I'm only going to take just one more minute. Just wag my finger at all of you and scroll through a little bit. Sometimes I see some of the brothers or sisters walk into the kitchen. This kitchen or the same thing I've seen in other Islamic centers. They walk into the kitchen, they start handling utensils, dishes, pots, even the food itself without washing their hands. Or let's say it's time to eat when this gathering is, alhamdulillah, finished with all of its beautiful presentations. We're going to have some delicious lunch. Now when we go to have the lunch, some of the brothers and sisters want to be very helpful. So they'll go and they start handing out plates and spoons and napkins to people. But do they wash their hands before doing so? No. We just performed a prayer where our hands were on the ground. The ground on which thousands of feet have been walking on. Are our hands really clean enough right now to go and eat? To handle dishes, to handle food, to handle utensils, spoons and napkins to people. 
So we have to be very, extremely, very, extremely mindful about these things. Not just now when there is this scare around the world, but all the time this has to be our general practice because this is what Islam recommends from us, recommends to us. You know that cleanliness is a part of our faith. So we have to be the most sanitary, the most hygienic, the cleanest people on the face of the earth and set the example for other people to follow so that when there's a type of outbreak like this, it doesn't become as big a deal, unfortunately, as it has become. And we end our prayer, of course, that we should never forget all of our brothers and sisters, Muslim and non-Muslim around the world, who are being oppressed under the feet of the tyrants and oppressors of the world. We ask Allah Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad that He gives all of them complete and speedy relief from their troubles and hardships. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sallu ala Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad.